This is CliffCentral.com. That song, We Are Growing by Mama Yvonne Chaka Chaka. Yes, that was from the Chaka Zulu soundtrack. And it's no coincidence that um, the SABC did a repeat of that. And then today I happen to have, yes, I have Mama Yvonne Chaka Chaka in studio. Pinch me, somebody. Pinch me. <laughs> Wow. Okay. So I'm, 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 I still need to psyche myself because I have an incredible woman in studio today and she is so chilled, so humble, filled with humility and she's just sitting there smiling. She's jet lagged, was traveling from Angola and she needed to rest, but, uh, she, you know, made a commitment to me and I'm so, so thrilled and honored. That she came into the studio today Yes, today's title Boys Today, Men Tomorrow And yes, I have Mama Yvonne Chaka Chaka in studio with me Mama, welcome to Opinion Booth Hello, it's so nice to be in the studio with two beautiful girls Hey, listeners, there are no boys here in the studio It's just girls (laughs) On the buttons, a girl And on the computer, it's a girl So you can imagine, girls are amazing Thank you for having me Oh wow! I'm 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 so honoured. I'm I'm gushing, and uh, I'm I'm hoping I can you know come down a bit. <laughs> you are ever so graceful. I mean, you walk into a room, you don't even need to say anything. You walk in, and it's like a a, I don't, a certain kind of presence has walked in, and you command attention just by walking <laughs> before you even say <laughs> San Bonani or hello. I mean. You are an amazing woman And Unestunzi I'm sure you've been told before Oh wow I don't know about that I just guess each and every one of us um, May be different but equal So it's loving yourself Respecting yourself Respecting your surroundings And respecting those those, those that you're with I love that mm. Words of wisdom Palisa, I hope you're taking notes today, right? <laughs> so Mama Ivan Chaka Chaka She's known uh, the world over um, if you don't know, I don't know what rock you've been living under, but she's known as the Princess of Africa. She's a singer, songwriter, entrepreneur, humanitarian, United Nations goodwill ambassador, and a philanthropist. I know it's a lot of titles for one person. Mama, in my opinion, you are longevity personified. I look at you as a brand and I see something and someone that stands the test of time. Was this always at the back of your mind when you started out as an artist? You know, um, being an artist came by mistake. Um, when I completed my metric, my mother wanted me to study law. Um, it was just unfortunate because uh, the year I wrote my last paper, I discovered I was pregnant. And that was disgusting, uh, being the last one in the family. My two elder sisters were upset. My mother was upset. Uh, and just, you know, the community, it's like everybody was raising their eyebrows. I didn't know myself. And I always say that was my luck or that's how God wanted it. I'm glad I didn't um, think of aborting my son. Temba is a big boy today. He's my producer. He writes music and he's just the love of my life. I love all my four boys. And um, so that prevented me from going to university. And at the back of my mind, I thought, what am I going to do with this problem? You think of it as a problem at the time because you're panicking, you're in this situation, you don't know what to do. But I think God uh, had written my story before me. I just had to just follow suit and navigate through it. So when I started singing, it was by chance, as I said, I was going through town, actually going to look for a job because my mother was upset that I'd I'd fallen pregnant. 
fortunately had completed my metric that that year. And uh, when I was discovered and found by Phil Hollis, it was just by chance. And I recorded I'm in love with the DJ. You know, I have to find ways to tell the story in a different way every time. It's been 32 years since I was discovered. And I recorded I'm in love with the DJ. And that was it. And for me, it was this is just a great platform where I could air my views, where I could make sure that the world knows who Yvonne is, despite the fact that I came from a very poor family. Mom uh, worked as a domestic worker, died died when I was 11 years old. And uh, you never saw the light at the end of the tunnel, but you had to make sure that you're not going to let yourself be in that dungeon. You know, you don't choose your family. You get born in that family and you choose how you want to make your life better. Uh-huh. Please tell me about the Princess of Africa Foundation. The Princess of Africa Foundation, uh, we changed the name in 2006. Uh, when I started uh, singing and just traveling all over Africa, you know, and wanting to go to different homes, whether it was Chirinyas or in Zimbabwe, or it was a home in Sierra Leone or in Tanzania, wherever I performed, um, I wanted to to know if I could lend a helping hand. So I started with, um, it was not even a foundation. It, it was something called Chaka Chaka Helping Hand. There were two uh, kids who got bent. I saw that in a magazine, Dinah and Siabonga, and I had a friend who was a doctor, Dr. Henny, I asked him if he could help us um, reconstruct these two kids. So it all started there, and I had people just helping me, you know, making sure that these kids get uh, help that they needed. And I um, I'd adopted a school where I completed my metric, Litari, just going back there, paying for the fees for the children, buying the metric clothes, buying them books, and doing all sorts of things. But in 2005, I traveled to Gabon to perform. It was South Africa's 10th anniversary since our freedom. It was an amazing trip. And when we got there, it was just too good. We had so many African artists. It was like a jamboree. Unfortunately, coming back, one of my musicians, Pumsi Lentuli, contracted malaria and she died. And I changed the name from helping hand to the Princess of Africa Foundation because that's when I discovered that Pumzila died from malaria and when I did my own research I sort of discovered that malaria was preventable and curable and yet so many people were dying and I was just unfortunate that it happened to somebody that I know so I thought what do I do I need to be educated about malaria myself to make sure that I become the voice of the voiceless so that I'm able to help where I can so that this should not repeat itself. That's how the Princess of Africa Foundation was started. Oh, wow. That's, that's incredible. I mean, the, the, the fact that it, it, it started obviously way beyond, uh, way before you, you lost um, somebody that you oh, had yes. known for, for many, many years. So, uh, you know, the, the course le- thereafter, it, it was it was close to home, if I can call it that. Because oh, totally. There's somebody totally. that was dear to you. Um, it was not like a story that you had read about in the paper or on TV. And it, it helped you to also do or propelled you or forced you in a way to learn more about um, the disease, which, as you said, is easily preventable. Precisely. You know, when I um, did the research, it was like mind boggling, you know, that uh, children under five were dying in numbers. Pregnant women were the ones who were so vulnerable. And I thought, I've been performing, I've been traveling. I knew about malaria, but, you know, I just always just took it for granted. So constantly I always say, you never thought it could be until it happens to you. And that's exactly what happened. And I think God works in wonders because whilst I was just sitting there doing my own research and wanting to learn more and know more about malaria in 2000, oh, in fact, it was 2004 when Pumzilla died. In 2005, I got a call from Ethiopia. Uh, they were looking for this Yvonne Chaka Chaka. This was UNICEF. 
they wanted a goodwill ambassador. I have no clue what, what that entailed. What does a goodwill ambassador do? Am I going to get paid lots of money or what? But I flew to Ethiopia and I met Bjorn, Michaela and, uh, a couple of people in, 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 in Ethiopia office of UNICEF. And they told me, we've asked you to come here. We want you to do X, Y, Z. And, um, and I said to them, okay, but what does that entail? What's your ask from me? You know, there was lots of controversy about AIDS in South Africa at the time. There were no ARVs. People were dying and all sorts of things. And I said to them, I hear you, but I think there is another disease that is a silent killer which kills so many people in Africa, it's malaria. And they were surprised that I even knew about malaria. And I told them about Pumzila's story. And I said, if I have to be a goodwill ambassador, I'd need to to be the voice for that, you know, because I think very few people talk about it. Or it's like a, a forgotten disease, or it's a disease for the poor, or something like that. And I must say, I became the very first UN goodwill ambassador to choose a course. Ah. Yeah. You received, I mean, amongst many other awards that you've collected, I'm sure your cabinet is filled with awards from all over the world. But recently you received um, the International Global Good Star and Power Award at the BET Award. Yeah. What did that mean for you? You know, I've received so many accolades and so many awards. I'm not one for awards, but when they come, you can't say no. For me, it means... Whilst you're busy doing what you like or what you're doing, somebody is watching and he or she or people out there think it's commendable. So this is how I take awards. Um, I was very, very taken aback because when I was, when I got a call from, from LA and they said they were from the BET awards, I thought BET awards. I mean, really, I, uh, are you calling the right person? <laughs> you know, and I then spoke to Monde and Alex uh, at the Viacom offices in South Africa. And I thought, okay, all right, maybe it's the right person. So it was really humbling, but very encouraging to say, whilst you're using your talent of music and doing other things that help your community. Because for me, it's if I wasn't Yvonne Chaka Chaka, the musician, the world would not have known about me. I wouldn't be able to do the things that I'm doing now. So that platform gave me my wings to fly, you know, to be able to sit down in a meeting with uh, Bill Gates, to go to the White House, you know, to do all the things that I do and go back to the communities, ordinary people, you know, in not even shacks, but um, like informal settlement where our people live in total squalor. And just help and make sure that they're sleeping under the net. A girl child is being empowered. Uh, a, a mother who did not go to school is encouraged to let her daughter go to school instead of her marrying this child at an early age. So this is what the Princess of Africa does. And in the past 13 years, doing this work with the UN and doing this work with the Princess of Africa Foundation, it's really been a learning curve. So the award... It means somebody's watching, and I think they do appreciate the work that one does. And it encourages you to do more. And isn't it wonderful to be appreciated? I think for me, really, it becomes um, a, it's like, a, it's a thank you for the work that you do. And it, it makes you feel good. It makes you humble. It makes you think twice. And it makes you look on the right direction to do these things without even expecting any accolade. Because all that it is really is um, somebody saying, mm, we precisely. can see all the beautiful work, positive work that you do to empower, to encourage, to influence. It's, it's a beautiful thing. It really is a beautiful thing. And I'd really encourage more young people. You know, I constantly say to people to be an, a philanthropist, you don't need to be a billionaire or a millionaire. You can go out, give off yourself, give of your time and just helping where people need help. You know, everybody thinks I get paid huge sums of amount to be a goodwill ambassador and travel all over the world. I don't. I do this work because I think somebody out there needs my help. When I do all the advocacy work, I also learn from those people as well. So 
you don't have to be a millionaire. Those who are millionaires like your Oprah's, your Bill Gates, uh, and all the people who give, we appreciate them, we thank them. It's, 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 it's a very, very good thing. But there are people with loads and loads of money who are just sitting on top of it and doing absolutely nothing. And I constantly say, we are born with absolutely nothing. And when we die, we take none of that. We leave it here. And those who are going to stay with that money, easy come, easy go. So you can imagine, it's, they're gonna squander it. So whilst you have, whilst you can help give, uh, help and, um, and be generous. So we thank all those people who are generous of their time, of their finances, of their, uh, uh, uh abilities and, 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 and knowledge and everything. So, you know, it's, it's a value chain. Ah. Uh, last Friday, you were bestowed with the Standard Bank Top Woman Honorary Lifetime Achievement Award. Last Thursday. Last Thursday. Yeah. How does it feel to be acknowledged? Um, I ask because more often than not, People doing extraordinary things like yourself are only really celebrated and honored posthumously. I must say, I'm actually very, very happy and very grateful that people only now after 13 years are realizing the work that I do. But as I said, whilst I was busy doing all this work, I did not expect to be acknowledged at the time or whenever. Um it was amazing. I didn't know about last week's award, to tell you the truth. I'm, I'm told that the, the Standard Bank people and, and, and Topco, top company, uh, Topco Media, they phoned my office whilst I was in, in Washington. This is like uh, three weeks ago. And they spoke to my uh, people in the office and they wanted to make it a surprise to me. So I remember my... Uh, uh, the person in my office, you know, they were saying, there's this function at Standard Bank, you have to go. And I'm like, I'm tired. <laughs> I haven't, you know, I've been doing all these functions and no, but you must go. You know, it's, it's going to be a very good one. Uh, I said, but it's all business people. Yeah. And it was women, you know, and I looked at the list of the judges and the people, I mean, Puti Mahanyele, yes. um, uh, Tuli Piri and, and, and just, Great, great women that I look up to and mind you, they are younger than me. Yes. And I look up to them and I thought, this is for business people. I'm not your mainstream business person, you know? And Zandi says, no, but mom, you must go. Anyway, to cut the long story short, I decided, okay, I will go. But the following morning at seven o'clock, I was flying to Mozambique and I went there. But when I went, they had a two day conference and I went to, to one. I mean, like, Judy Lamini, who is an absolute darling, She's an, an incredible, amazing, woman. incredible woman. They were all there and it was a great, great conference. So, and one lady came to me, says, I can't wait for tomorrow. And I'm like, what's happening tomorrow? And she was like, Oh my Lord. Oh, <laughs> you know, and, but so I could see there was something. And, um, when I got uh, given that lifetime award, I was very humbled. I was very, very, um, Taken aback, you know. In fact, I really like to thank uh, Top Media and Standard Bank and really thank them for getting out of their way. That award could have gone to anybody else, could have given, been given to somebody else, you know, or any other person. But they found it that I deserve receiving the award. So I'm very, very thankful to them. It's, um, I want to say to the people in the music industry or modeling or in the creative industry, never put yourself down. Never put yourself back and say, oh, no, I don't think I deserve this. If you do everything correct, you know, and the way that, you know, you don't, life is, you, you, you don't, you, it's not, it's not prescriptive. But you go out there and say, this is who I am. I don't want to be anybody else. And this is how I'm going to do my business. And um, and if you just conform to the correct things, but not sit there and think, oh, this is how people want me to do things. Just do things your way. Do things correctly. And people will see that. You will learn from them. They will learn from you. And you will be able to constantly reinventing yourself i mean i'm looking at your book here you know it says uh, 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 how how to reinvent yourself you know 
and stay relevant. People always ask me, you've stayed relevant. You've reinvented yourself. You've, you know, I mean, the other day I was walking and these 10 year old boys were being just naughty and they started whistling. <laughs> I mean, that's and I'm like, that song, I sang it for your fathers, not for you, you know? And they were like laughing and they came, they said, Coco Stelly autograph. And I was oh, like, sweet. you know, it was so sweet. But you know, knowing that those young kids still love my music and they appreciate it. So it's, um, it's, 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 it's how you do things. It's how you conduct yourself. It's how you want to be known and be felt in the industry. So I'm grateful to Standard Bank and Topco Company. And uh, I'm saying to other people, you know what? Hang in there. Your time will come. Oh, wow. Sure. You are mother to Ningi, abundant, Mandla, strength, Mfumu, chief, and Temba, hope. Powerful and profound names. Do your sons live up to their names? Wow, my lord. Okay, I want to tell you that um this is such a great interview. I've never been asked this. Oh, you know, I've never been asked this. I um I love my four boys. I really 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 love them. I constantly say thank you God for giving me such good boys. I um I know there's no recipe of being a mother. There's absolutely no recipe. You can teach your kids to love themselves, respect themselves, respect girls, respect their friends, respect their surroundings. They can turn around and do whatever they want. But I must say that I've been blessed to have uh, these wonderful boys. I know maybe when they're in front of me, they um, they pretend to be good. <laughs> but I've seen girls, I've seen their friends coming to me saying, you have gentlemen. I mean, um, the, 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 um, the, the, the lady from three talk, not three, the, the, the other program on SABC, um, Unati, no, Anele, Anele, Anele came and said, Mama, you know, you've got gentlemen. Your kids are such gentlemen. <laughs> you know? And, uh, and so Sonia says that, and I've had, uh, I've had good things about my kids because I really teach them to be good boys so they can be good husbands. Uh, I've been married for 28 years to Tiny. Oh, wow. Uh, I'm not, I haven't stayed in this marriage because I'm forced to. I've stayed because we're still good friends. We're still, we're still in love with one another. We chat, we fight, we have our own problems, you know, uh, and, uh, but, um, I think he's my, he's my biggest fan and I'm his biggest fan. So how best can one do that? Our kids have never seen us fight. And we do fight a lot. We go to the bedroom and he tells me where to get off. I tell him where to get off. And when we go out, our kids think, oh, everything is okay. And I think that's, you know, that is the right way because you don't want your kids to see you fighting or exchanging words or do that. All families do that. And we do it. We do it as well. But you know what? We have to respect ourselves in front of our kids. Yes. So we've done that very, very well. I want to think, but I must say that I do love my boys. And there's one thing I'm praying for. I'm praying for great Makotis. <laughs> Oh no! You, with, with four boys, there's going to be plenty Makotis there. I'm hoping. I'm hoping. I've got none. The other day on Instagram, I put Mandla and his friend, um, you know, who's a a a a a, 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 a very good friend, Van Rensbeck, and and his beautiful wife's friend, a, a son. And I said, these boys have grown, and I really want Makotis. And Mandla sent me a text and said, "Mommy, you know what? In the next ten years, maybe you're not getting any Makoti from me now." <laughs> So, you know what? I'm never going to force my kids to get married. Yes. I'm never going to be this horrible mother who wants things to be done my way. I want my kids to do things their way and whoever they bring. If they bring a colored girl home, it's okay. If they bring Peter home, it's okay. That's oh, what wow. they want. If they bring a white girl home, if they bring a black girl or a Shangan girl or a girl from Mozambique or Nigeria, or, that is what they want. I have to respect them. Remember, they're not marrying me. Yes. They're marrying that girl. And I have to be receptive to them and love them and, and not hold on to them. You know, I brought them into this world and they need to fly. I don't have to clip their wings. 
You're a super cool mom. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, wow. That is so refreshing. <laughs> that, that, I think that's why we love you. I mean, <laughs> millions of people love you for that. It's, it really is refreshing. Now tell me, because you are so seriously outnumbered, how do you deal with so much testosterone at home? Oh, tell me about that. <laughs> you know, uh, from, I think God is an amazing God. You know, I'm a very strong believer. Uh, God knew that I would be, I'm going to give you this kind of a job. You're going to travel. You're going to do that. And so I'll make things very easy for you. I'll give you four boys and I'll give you the husband. If you have, you'll have five. Uh, boys in the house You'll be the only female So I'm the queen at my house I cook when I want to I love that <laughs> I, I I I You know uh, When Tiny When I say Tiny's your turn to cook He goes and, and buys food Whether it's Nando's <laughs> Or Fono's And he brings food in bulk And it's like Okay Tiny cook today You know, we know He's going yeah. to buy Yes You know So I must say that Even though Tiny came from this Really traditional background But um I must say, the one person that I dearly loved was my mother-in-law because she knew that I'm not the kind of a girl who wakes up in the morning and and cleans and does this. And I clean my own house when I want to. I cook. I'm a very good cook, that I can say. Mm. I cook very well. And I do things when I want to. I'm not the one who does things to show off or to be forced or to... No, 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 no. And my mother-in-law knew that Yvonne does not wake up at five in the morning and, and I no. And she really loved me for who I was. And because I didn't want to start things that I'm never going to finish. Know me. This is who I am. And you know, what, you know, when you're fake, yes. people will discover you. You're right. So what you get from me is what you see and nothing changes. So I've constantly been the same, Yvonne, waking up at 10 o'clock when everybody's up and I'm like, oh, <laughs> you know, they clean the, 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 the ground. Yes. Yes, yes. And I mean, Tiny comes from a rural, rural, a rural place. You know, Yes. But, um, you know, and when I wake up, I do what I do best. I cook and I, I call all the mothers, you know, Tiny's got father, father's married to three wives and we all converge here and we eat. I mean, they're sisters. It's a huge family. And I think I'm very lucky to have been part of that family because it's a great big family. And one thing, they love one another. So they taught me not to be selfish as well, yes. to be open to everybody and to everything. They love each other so much. So it's a lesson for me. Now tell me, besides having to shop for groceries every day, tell what, me. what are the challenges of raising four boys? The challenges of raising four boys. I remember going to a shop the other day, you know, a couple of years ago, and I think this boy wasn't in 10 or whatever. He'd been there for a month or so, and I must have gone to Woolies maybe four times. He looked at me and said, Mama, unes pass. <laughs> I said, why? I said, no, my boy, I've got four boys. <laughs> and they eat. I mean, Mandla, the baby of the family, Mandla wakes up in the morning and he makes a steak. Oh, wow. Yes. <laughs> he makes a steak and he, he sits down and he eats. And Ningi, being Ningi, Ningi loves food. He loves his own food. And Ningi makes his table. He puts his fork and his knife. He's so organized. Hmm. And he sits there. He eats. You know, we, Temba and Mfumu are your casual boys. You know, they eat quick, 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 quick. Ningi will never eat standing. He sits down. He makes his table. I'm like, oh, my. You know, he's so <laughs> organized. But I think, you know, raising boys, I think it because I come from a family of three girls, Rufilo and Doreen, and I'm, I'm the baby of the family. I've always been the boy in the family, you know, uh -huh. at home, because I'm the one, I was the one who did garden. I was the one who, who, who protected my sisters. When boys were fighting my, the, my two sisters, Rafila and I'll be the one to go and fight these boys. You know, it's funny. One of my friends, Achi and Slumko always say, hmm, because you're such a tomboy. You know, when I grew up as a real tomboy, <laughs> I used to beat up boys. And if you're a girl, 
you made me upset or angry. I'd ask you, do you have a brother? Because I just felt girls were feminine. So I grew up being this strong girl. And I said, go and call your brother because I, I've got nothing to say to you. <laughs> I want your brother. So I'll beat your brother up and I'll beat you up as well. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you protected your sisters and yet you were the youngest. Yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. And, but you know, as, as, as you were, your question, um, I, th- I don't think there's a recipe of being a mother. I think we as parents as well, we make lots of mistakes of buying dolls for our girls and buying guns for our boys. We shouldn't be doing that. We should teach our children from a very early age that they are equal. Unfortunately, I don't have girls in the house. So I've taught my boys, you finish eating, you go to the sink and wash your dish. Love that. You must wash the dishes. You wake up, you must make your bed because the people who are here, uh, our helpers, they're not mates, remember? Yes. They're here to make our lives easier. Yes. They're not here to be abused. So you wake up, you make your bed. doesn't matter how skew it is. Yes. I'll see when she comes, then she will see uh, the effort that you exactly. put. You pick up your socks, you go and put them in the washing basket. You don't leave things around. Yes. So I've always taught my kids that, you know, it's loving themselves first. It's loving their surroundings and not abusing anybody. There's nobody. They're not better than anyone. You know, so my kids can cook for themselves. They never cook for me. Okay, they do the bride, and I'm not a bride girl. They will try and do the cooking, and they I hate it because now when they're big, they don't wash dishes. They drive me crazy. So they they expecting maybe they party and they leave me to wash dishes. Oh dear, and do you or I do, and I get upset and I tell them never to come back to my house again. Uh huh. Yeah, but they do. It's their home. What can I do? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Tell me about the joys of motherhood. Oh, wow. I think I am grateful to God for making me a mother, a wife, and a mother to all the children. Because, you know, at home, we have so many children. You know, there's children that we adopt, there's children that we meet from different places, and they are at home in our house. And my kids really know that they share me with all other people and and. And the world, whether we have Jakarta from uh, Jakarta from Kenya coming, whether we've got, um, uh, you know, anybody coming from wherever, whether they're from Kenya or Tanzania or they're all our children. So it's a it's a blessing, you know, and with the work that I do, working with UNICEF, seeing women losing their children, giving birth, losing their children, uh, not even having not being two years old. So I always say it's not, it's not because I'm smart. It's a blessing and I shouldn't take that for granted. So, um, uh, I'm 52 today and I look at myself and I say, wow, God, you've granted me this whole time and I'm grateful to you. And I, I love being a mother. I must say, I do have problems with my kids. They drive me crazy. They do all the wrong things sometimes, but at the end of the day, they do know. And I must say that there's one thing that I really love about my boys. If we had fought or whatever, it doesn't matter whether it was on the phone or whatever, the last word they will say to me, whether it's I've been they've been shouted at or we're on the phone, I'm overseas or anywhere, it's okay, mommy, I love you. Oh wow! Yeah, and that must melt. I love that. I really love that. Oh wow! Yeah. Um. Okay. Terry, (laughs) blushing. (laughs) There's 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 no better love than your 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 child's love because you know it's it's genuine, it's unconditional. Yeah, and you know I thought they did. You know when they were younger, you used to tell them, you beat them up and tell them I love you. Yes. You know you they'll do something wrong and you give them a spank and tell them I love you and and that has never changed <laughs> even today I mean Mantla is 24 Fumu is 27 Temba is 32 Ningi is 36 and it's it, it's 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 just that last word whether they are on the phone or whatever by ma I love you that I love very much oh. yeah all of them all four of them it's 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 it's, it's our signal yeah, mm, I yeah. love that. Tell me, Ma, do you talk to your sons about anything and everything, or are there topics that you consider taboo or that you say out of the question? I'm not discussing this with you. There's nothing taboo. We have to talk to our children. I felt pregnant because my mother didn't tell me about menstruation. My mother didn't tell me that we sleep with boys, you'd fall pregnant, and things like that. All you were just told, you we're told 
uh, uh, you know, we didn't know any of these things. So I must say that we are very liberal family. We talk about anything. Tiny is the quiet one, you know. I talk to my boys and I ask them, do you sleep with girls? Do you use condoms? And sometimes they become a bit, uh, but you know, we have to talk. Yes. Uh, it's very, very important to sit your children down because if you as a parent don't do it, they'll go and get advice somewhere else and it may not be the best advice. So we talk with my children about anything. And I say to them, if there's mistakes or anything, children do make mistakes and they should. They should. Uh, you, you, I can't, you know, want them to be as straight as a pole. That's impossible. They make mistakes, but they have to clean their act up and, and, and do right. You know, maybe there are things that they do in the streets that I don't know. But we talk to my boys about anything, whether it's about girlfriends, whether it's about relationships, it's about problems at work. It's about them smoking or drinking. And I ask them, do you smoke? Do you drink? And I see them when we're at home, when we have parties. You know, their friends come at home because they feel very, very welcomed, you know, at home. So we sit there. I would rather have them parties at home. Yes. Have their wine, have whatever, and, 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 and drink around me. I'm, I'm okay with that, but I don't want them to get drunk. Yes. No. <laughs> There'll be a slap at the back of their heads, oh, I'm yes. sure. Yes. <laughs> Did you or your husband, Dr. Uh, Menga, ever say to your sons, of all the teachings, promise not to forget this one lesson when you step out of the house? Yeah, you know, there's lots of things that you always say to your kids. Uh, respecting themselves, respecting other, and never taking life for, for granted. We, we always, we constantly tell our children that. You know, and I think what is good with my boys, they live their own life. They, they're themselves. You know, Temba was in London for two years at some stage, just before he finished his matric. He had been scouted to play soccer. And he went and lived in London. He met different people like Rue and all of those people. He never told them whose child he was. And there I was, met Rue, and I said, my son is in London, he's playing soccer, and, and, and he said, but I've seen this boy there. And I said, yeah, he's my son. He's never told him who he was. Oh, wow. So my kids live their own life. They're themselves. Yes. They don't live under my wing or their father's wing. They are their own people, and that's what we've always taught them to be. So every time we tell them that when you go out there, the world is very cruel. You know, you have to respect people, respecting yourself, and just respect the environment. Our eldest is turning 13 in November. Oh, Shay. What parenting <laughs> advice do you have for myself and Matthew? Is it a boy or a girl? A boy. Have you got two boys? Yes. Two boys, hey? Yes. Okay. Well, you know, they've got a cool dad. They've got a cool dad. And they've got a beautiful mother. Oh, and I'm sure you. they do know that. You know, I think we... Always, we shouldn't have our children live what we missed. Let them be who they want to be. Yes. Because, you know, sometimes you say, oh, I'm Sonia, I miss this. And, and we then force it into our children. Yes. No, let them be who they want to be. You know, um, I think the only thing that we need to teach our children is love, respect, and, and, and I, I constantly say, never take anything for granted. I've seen families where they had everything and all of a sudden things change and, and children don't even know what to do. Yes. So you need to tell your children that this is how we do our things. We don't know what the Joneses do next door. Yes. And we don't even have to be competing with the Joneses. This is how we do at, at things at home. We go twice on holiday or three times on holiday. If next door, if they go on holiday seven times, that's how it, it's there. That's their business. But here at home, this is how we do. You know, I always tell my kids, never live beyond your means. Oh, wow. we, we don't have to do that. Yes. Because it's, 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 it's just life, you know. This is what we give you. This is what we have. And I do not give my kids what they want. I give them what they need. I love that. Yeah. What is your message to a boy that has to drop out of school to find a job to feed his siblings? This is a child headed home. I've dealt with those for a very long time. I've seen that happen. My sister had to go and do nursing 
to help my mother to for me and Rafilu, my two sisters, because dad had died when we were 11. So those things have been happening for a very, very long time. And I salute such people because they are not selfish at all. They can see the need that I can be very selfish and say, no, why would I do it? But it's not, it's not because he has to do it. It's because of the situation. Yes. So I really salute such people of not being selfish and wanting to help others. And those are the people really who go far. Yes. Because, you know, they take a step back and say, maybe even in metric or even under metric, because I'm 21, I've got five siblings and I'm the only one here. So I have to go and fend for my brothers or my sisters. That girl or that boy could turn around and say, I don't need to do that. And But we've seen some of our children prostituting themselves to feed their siblings. So life is really not easy and we shouldn't be pointing fingers. What we should be doing as the society and the community, let's help. Yes. That particular boy or girl would look around and say, These are, this is the only means where I can feed my family. But if Sonia or Yvonne or Gareth or Rina or anybody out there say, I'm giving you a chance to study or I'm giving you a better job instead of you prostituting yourself or doing something untowards, some of them take those with open arms. Your message to a teenage boy that has impregnated a young girl? You know, the Princess of Africa Foundation uh, does exactly that. I constantly say it's important that we empower girls because, you know, even today, women and girls are still disenfranchised and so segregated. And uh, you go to other countries, girls are married at a very early age and girls are not even allowed to go to school. And boys will continue with schooling and everything. I think it's very, very wrong for us as parents and the society to want to say that girl must not go to school because she's pregnant and the boy should continue with school. So you can't talk about girls' issues without talking to boys. So we need to be sitting, both our boys and our girls. I mean, in this age and day, we can't be talking about girls only or boys only. We need to make sure that we empower a boy child and a girl child. Absolutely. So for a boy child who impregnates a girl her age, they both have to take the consequences. He must take this girl to the clinic for the antenatal uh, 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 thingy as classes. well. The, yeah, yes. le- uh, classes. They must be there together. Remember, this girl did not sleep with Jesus or with the Holy Spirit. So why should a girl suffer alone? Why should the grandmother be the one who's taking the girl, you know, and no, let's teach these children responsibility. Yes. This baby who is coming belongs to both of them. Yes. So both of them must be there. If my son have to make a girl pregnant today, I will tell her, tell him, you are a father to that child. Be responsible. Take that girl, pay for the medical aid. Do just that. I haven't heard anything yet. If it comes or if it happens, they must take responsibility. Yes, that child's not mine. True. I brought them up. I don't leave my children with my mother. They are their mother's and their father's responsibilities. Yes. Yeah. Your message to a boy that is told education is a waste of time and peddling in drugs will guarantee him wealth. I want to say, you know, easy come, easy go. Money that comes very easy goes very easy as well because you don't work very hard for it. So I don't think that is a solution. I want to say to those boys and those men out there who are corrupting our children, it's not right. It's not fair because while some of them make lots of money and things like that, some people at the at the end of the day die, you know. So it's not an easy job. And I really would not like to see anybody breaking that they made their money from drugs whilst other people are dying. So to those young boys there, there's so much to be done instead of selling drugs. So please, if you're in it, get out of it. Your message to a boy who is bullied, being told that joining a gang will afford him protection. It's actually very sad because we see that happen every time. 
um, it's our our job as mothers. It begins at home as well. It's our job as mothers, as the community, to make sure that such things really do not happen. Uh, you don't become a it by killing, by being bullying others. You know, because if you live with a gun, you'll die by the gun. Mm-hmm. Anyway, if you stab people, unfortunately, you'll be stabbed as well. So I really think there's a lot. I think our society and our children are wounded. And some do this not because they want to, because maybe they're being coerced to do such things or they're being bullied, as you said, uh, you know. So it's our job as parents at home. If you're a mother and you don't know where your son is, it's 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 another big problem. So we as parents have to know. I sometimes worry not knowing where my boys are. But I've told them, if you are going to stay at your girlfriend's house or at your friend's house, just let me know so that I can sleep well and know that you are safe, you are under the roof. Yes. But, you know, sometimes boys would be boys. But I think boys and girls should be taught the same and they must know that they are equal, even though girls are a bit feminine. And, um, you know, resorting to crime shouldn't be the best, best practice. Your message to men who do what is termed a slice when it comes to their fatherly duties, that is, those who abandon their kids. I think it's disgusting. I, I came and I was listening to a radio station and they were talking about uh, uh, fathers and, 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 and you know, uh, looking after their children. And it's funny, the, uh, the, more than six people that I was listening to, they all said we wanted to be good fathers to our children. We want to look after them. Uh, I, I I think it, it, it's, it's sad when a boy asks a girl to um, either abort or abdicating your responsibilities because you can imagine that would be a vicious cycle because a child who probably comes from that situation, he will replicate that. Because he was never looked after, he would do it just that. So I encourage every boy. Sometimes other people, it's like it's a mistake. There's never a mistake. God does not have, does not give mistakes. So know that you are never a mistake. It's a child is a gift from God. You may not love Yvonne or Sonia at that time, but take your responsibility. The nine months when Sonia is pregnant, be there for, for her. Be there for her, even though you have maybe another girlfriend now or whatever, but give them the support and never, never renege on your fatherly duties. That's your flesh and blood. Your message to men who abuse women? I think men who abuse women probably have been abused themselves or they are hiding something that we actually don't know or they just feel macho. Uh, we are born out of a man's rib, not to be trampled on, but to be loved. So there's absolutely no need for men to abuse women. And remember, there are men who are being abused as well. So we, that, that, there's just no space in life for that to happen. If you don't love, move on, go somewhere, go love somebody else. Don't use this woman as a punching bag or abusing them, whether it's physically or spiritually or financially. It's just not right because when you abuse others, you also, you you become tortured as well when you do that. You know, they always say men who abuse women, uh, they feel strong and I think they're also hurting inside. They, they, they get tortured. So I don't think it's right. What would you like written on your tombstone? That you've lived life to the fullest and go and rest. You know, it will be my go and meet your creator. That's what I would like to return. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Sweet and short. Yeah, sweet and short. When 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 will your new single be in stores? Uh, I think end of this week. End of this week. Yes. Congratulations. End of this week. It's called Keep Looking at Me. Keep Looking at Me. Yes, just keep looking at me. End of this week. End of this week. As in Friday, it will be out I of stores? I think on Friday, yes. Hey, yeah, Nina Universal. 
Uh, I must talk to 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 Sipo and Dara. It's supposed to be out this week. On, so on Friday, I can go to the stores and I'll find it. Yes, you can go in stores, and I think it will be on iTunes as well. All oh, right, awesome. And, uh, yes, and yeah, the the new CD it's it's out. So it's, it's a full to be, album. It's a full album, but we're doing a single. Oh, wow. Keep looking at me, and the second single will be Kulila. We did that beautiful video in Namibia. I went and worked with disabled kids, dyslexic kids in Namibia, and we recorded with them. Oh wow. Yeah, so the album is done, it's finished. Two tracks we did them um at Metropolis in London studios. Many of them record uh, well, mixed that. And so, yeah. Oh, that is incredible. Yeah. Now, before I let you off, are you able to give us a smolanyana taste? Because I, I saw you posted something on Twitter. So <laughs> just the smolanyana chorus or, you know. Well, the track that I really love, well, you know, I love all the I did a beautiful duet with Berita. You know, the song is called Nom Dagazana. It's for the dark girls, the black ones. Oh, the black bones. The black girls, the black bones, you know. It's, 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 it's called Jewel of Africa. But you know, uh, the, the song that I really like is called Pardon Me. It was inspired by that little girl who died on this, from, you know, in the sea. You know, I, I, I get very worked up and get angry that why should our brothers leave their respective countries to go to Europe or to go anywhere? But they are going there for greener pastures. Yes. So it's time that our leaders go back to the drawing board and check what is happening and have uh, the young people rule. Let, let the young people now be presidents and clean up the Africa and shape the Africa they want. Yes. You know, so the song is, um, pardon me, pardon me, please. Pardon me, pardon me, please. Hold my hand, be my friend, don't close the door. Oh wow, I can't wait. You've got a soulful voice. Oh, thank Sul- you. Sultry voice. I, you know, if I could afford you, I would have you sing for me just before I go to bed. <laughs> Sleep like a baby. Mama, I know how ridiculously hectic your schedule is and I am so, so humbled and so grateful and appreciative of your time. I know giving up an hour out of your schedule is like asking too much, but I am so thankful. Thank you so much. And I love you. Thank, thank you for gracing me with your presence. And thank you very much. This was a beautiful topic. And, um, yeah, I am grateful and very proud of you to, 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 to come up with such a different topic because we hide these things. We never talk about them. It's like, mm, we'll talk about them, but you know, just talking about, uh, yeah. Boys to men, and you know, we, I love that. I love it. I love it. I love the program. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much, and all the best with the uh, single and the album. Thank you very much. Thank you. My humble opinion, after all, this is the opinion booth. The only way we can end up with men who love, respect, honor, protect, and embrace women is to focus on the holistic and well balanced upbringing of boys. The responsibility lies on parents and guardians to teach by action. Remember, your kids learn from your actions, not from your words. Aspire to inspire before you expire. This is CliffCentral.com.